Hey. Nice. <laughs> Wait a minute. We got to introduce ourselves, Ashley. And then I got to do the introduction. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> This is Art Gab. Today we are doing an interview with the Portland Art Power couple, Eric and Tamara Dayton. Eric Dayton is the co-founder and chief creative officer at SiteWorks, as well as the owner and curator at Orange Studio. Tamara Dayton is owner, artist, and stylist at Orange Studio. Orange Studio combines three modes of creative expression, luxury salon, fine boutique, and an art exhibition space. Um, this is all to offer a unique experience in the heart of Portland's South Waterfront. This modern space offers the best in style, fashion, and beauty. The creative vision behind Orange Studio feeds its fresh approach to personal style and expression. Exclusive modern fashion forward, Orange Studio provides an exceptional experience via luxury products and services with access to high in-demand stylists. More information can be found at um, www.orangestudio.com. That's O-R-A-N-J-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Tamara and Eric, welcome to ArtGab. Welcome. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, how are you doing? Good. Good. Hanging out, enjoying the night, talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while, but Ashley used to tell us all about brunches have you been doing the brunch no not for a while because it's like we can't go anywhere oh yeah but have you been making brunch stay at home brunch stores. yeah i mean i've been doing like the bloody mary thing because liquor liquor stores are still open you know so thank god Fine service Final. for a split second there i forgot about the quarantine <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten so used to. We went out into the world today. We went to Fred Meyer's. Oh my god! Which one did you go to? Oh god, the one on Hollywood. Went to the worst one. Uh, <laughs> some potting soil. That is the worst one. Oh, oh man, god, they're doing nothing. They're, they, it's like you walk in and you're just right it's with Wild West. <laughs> there's no sanitation going on. No nothing. Like, wow, oh, crazy. Geez. I need some fake meat and some potting soil. I'm out of here. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> um, Bunch of brown stuff. <laughs> one vegan jokes. I mean, our vegan jokes. It'll be great. <laughs> do you have a favorite brunch spot, Tamara? Um, I do. Well, I have a couple, but. Uh, the closest one to us is Proud Mary on Alberta. They're awesome. Super awesome. Been, it's really good. You guys been there? Sounds so familiar. They are um they are an Australian Australia. transplant. So they do co they have amazing coffee, which I didn't know the Australians were so into coffee. They huh. do they're so into it. It's like the stages of the bean and then the way in which you do each one of those, it's pretty amazing. They do flights of coffee and then their food's really unique. It's great good service really good people cool i'll have to check it out when we can again <laughs> <laughs> no, radio rooms always easy easy staple 
Yeah. I mean, still, a lot of these places are still like serving, right? Or they're not serving, but um, doing to-go orders. I believe so, yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Do you want to describe who you are and what you do? Uh, so I am Tamara. I am, um, what are my titles? I'm the <laughs> owner of a salon. I also run the education. Um, I manage people. Um, uh, we have art shows. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is a job description. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, Orange Studio started, I mean, we are in our 10th year. Um, we started this uh, because one, we wanted to do something together. Um, at the time, it was a good time for Tamara to kind of move on and off, off of being at a salon and owner, owning her own salon. Um, I wanted to get back into having an exhibition space for artists. I had done that before down in the Pearl District. Um, for several years, we did like an artist co-op where there would be four artists a month. They'd each have a wall um, and we do the thir first Thursday route and kind of taking that. I want to kick that model up and just do really, really well-known artists and keep it kind of uh, on the same level as a gallery, but not a gallery. A good exhibit space that gave you the same kind of um, elevation within the community as a gallery does without all the politics. And just really it's a, it's a place to show your art, own artwork. And the salon part was always like, we wanted to have this cool open exhibit space with a salon down the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, It's kind of a melding of both of us because Eric's background is art. And yep. I'm a stylist, so we just brought the two together. Totally, and it works great for artists too. I mean, it, it gives you exposure to a, a, a long list of clients throughout. A, we do three month shows, so we only do four artists a year. So it's very focused um, and, and we like it. It works really well. Our clients love it. Um, we do an opening, we do an artist talk, and um, if the artist wants, we do a closing party as well. That's awesome. And I, I think um, last time we talked, you mentioned that um, that when people are sitting and uh, you're doing, you're styling their hair, Tamara, that, that um, they get to spend time with the artwork. And that's really cool, because it's not quite, I mean, Galleries, people could just pop in and pop out, but you yeah, know. sitting there having totally. a drink, having your hair touched, yeah, <laughs> really with yeah. the art, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very unique. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different experience, I think, than a gallery because galleries. When you go to an opening, we've all been at artist openings where everybody's standing around, and if you're the artist, it's nervous as hell because you just have to talk to everybody and and kind of be on the spot. Where this is more of an intimate um, conversation between the styles and their clients, which is already a, a, an intimate thing. And so I think it opens up um, that conversation in a different way. I think art, you know, the, the clients really get to experience the art and they get to meet the artists and all that kind of stuff. So we love it. Another part of the, um, uh, of the studio is the boutique, which is handpicked jewelry designers that Tamara has met on Instagram. Um, and so that, that's the, the big part for her. She can talk about that. No, you're just covering it now. I know, but you can talk about it. Oh, yes. Well, we <laughs> carry jewelry and stuff um, from our travels, like different places we go. I have a fascination with jewelry. So it started out with me um, meeting different jewelry artists, and then we brought it back and started selling it within the salon. Um, it was just kind of um, a, oh, what do you call it? Like 
uh, addiction. No, well, it is an addiction. <laughs> I love jewelry, but it's like um, uh, curated by me, I guess. Yeah. It's just jewelry pieces that I like. I bring back, and then we started a little boutique, um, like online shop with it. So it's just kind of another component of I can get jewelry for myself and then sell it at the salon. So it's win-win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, helping other artists too in different areas with, you know, through a different art form. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's really going direct to the artist and and trying to, you know, we have our clients and our clientele and really it's bringing stuff to them. They're our audience and they're they're the the people who we kind of cater to. And um, we do Bejewels from New York, um, which is Jules Kim's is her name. She's amazing. Um, All unique pieces. And then um, uh, from Barcelona, uh, oh my goodness! Beatrice, Beatrice, Fabres. Fabres. <laughs> Beatrice from Barcelona, um, and then VK Designs here in Portland, which do does all kind of um, uh, upcycled and uh, ethically you, sourced metals and stones yeah. and whatnot. They're great twin they're sisters. Twin sisters, they're amazing. And, yeah, really cool artists. So yeah, and then we just do you know we do it seasonally. So you know, spring, summer, winter, fall, hmm. or fall, winter. Nice. Awesome. So it sounds like you do a lot of different things, but you're filling kind of a unique niche in, in Portland too, and in, in how you bring them all together. And on this podcast, we've we've talked to a lot of different artists and we've talked about art and how creativity enters their practice and how they grow and how they seek out different forms of creativity. Um, and I know that hairstylists do that too, but do you wanna do you wanna explain how, how you do that or how you keep it? interesting how you um keep growing as a as a hair artist um i think there's different um publications and whatnot there's something called infringe magazine that's really inspiring um i also have just signed up to take a hat making class i sometimes think doing something out of the normal vein of my daily stuff um kind of inspires me in a new different way too it's like if you're a writer and you listen to music or something you know just kind of mixing it up that way um, yeah, I think uh, for me coming into into the salon business and dealing with stylists, you know, we're always a studio. So everybody's an artist at the at the base level. These hair is a medium, painting's a medium. Um, so everybody's kind of treated that level. We're really there for everybody to have a platform to do their creativity. Um, a big eye opener for me coming into the industry was like she was mentioning in Fringe magazine. Um, you know, we, early days we would take our styles over to London because that's kind of where where the ground zero is with with the education, the level of, of creativity, and really just that old world um, badassery when it comes to uh, styling and haircutting. And so we we met um, uh, Tony Guys is kind of the institute over there, kind of the, the you know the, the base for all that. And uh, Mascalo is is the guy behind. Infringe magazines. So that's kind of like if any, anybody out there really wants to know, hey, what's the bleeding edge creativity of hair? Infringe magazine is going to be it. Um, and, it. and it just shows you where it's at. So there's the, the client in the chair that's getting their hair done. There's all those services around there. And then there's also the other side of the stylist, which is the artist side. And that's what we do through lookbooks and photo shoots and um, creative nights and all sorts of stuff that we do. That's kind of their studio time. Um, and that's, I think, a big difference for us. We're a commission salon versus a rental. So commission salons, we really put our money back into education 
in into opportunities for them to express their creativity. So that's kind of our job, um, you know, for them giving up that commission is us to give back to them in these education roles, these marketing roles. Um, and that's a big part of, of the studio. That's why we're a studio. We're not considered a salon. We're, mm. We consider ourselves a studio. Mm. Nice. Do you want to touch a little bit on your continuing education and some people that you work with? Uh, yeah, we, uh, uh, sorry, nice. We, um, we have a, uh, a good friend of mine that she owns a, a salon down in the Bay Area called DiPietro Todd, and she comes up once a month for three days at a time and does like a little pop-up in our studio, and she has been doing hair, gosh, I don't know, a very long time, and she's very talented, but she does a lot of um, creative night classes for us when she comes up. There's people that work with her at her salon down there that have come up um, to Portland and done like razor cutting classes or different styling classes. Um, we have some friends over in England, um, uh, Jason Gray, who has uh, come over and taught classes and we're looking in the future to have him come over again. He's a color artist with Wella and he does some really avant-garde cool stuff so he'll come over and teach our team and sometimes you know we open it up with uh ticket sales and stuff for people to other stylists to come in and and uh utilize our education and stuff I'm um, gonna try to get a spot one of these days <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really cool classes they're all yep. really um, we've got to meet a lot of local stylists too, just through doing sponsor. And it's just, I appreciate it because I like to see the idea of people, um, stylists locally being more open to sharing education and stuff. I think for a while, our industry, it was a little bit more competitive, but I think that that's getting a little bit more relaxed and people are being a lot more open because of, um, you know, the internet or whatever, but I just think it's cool when people can share education because it only raises our craft all together, you know, when we can all be open and do that. So it's, um, I mean, it's kind of a side note, but the thing I've noticed is in America, the, the product companies are for a lot of the education. So it feels pretty detached um, from the lifestyle of being a stylist. Where in Europe, uh, I think it might be because of the way in which their education platforms are too, you know, we have college and that's it. They have trade school. And so like Tony and Guy and them provide the trade school for styling within Europe and especially in London and England. And so it's more of this, I am this, this is who I am as a career rather than I'm just sitting here behind a chair cutting hair. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just a different thing. And, um, and so we try to bring that juice over, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and, um, and, and make the status feel like it's not just a job. You know, this is a career. It is a creativity expression. There is endless potential. Um, you know, that's, that's what we want them to feel and know. And, and these are the people that live it. Yeah. Multiple choice guys. Mm -hmm. uh Oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. What influences your work the most. A, a book, B, a particular show, C, a specific artist or art movement, D, a food, or E, all of the above. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back again uh, to what who I was speaking of earlier, the specific artist 
And that is um, the girl I met, um, Amita Motika, that um, owns DPHO Todd down in Mill Valley. Um, just when I very first opened Orange Studio, I had gone to a class up in Seattle that she was teaching. And um, in my industry, I'm kind of, I'm very particular in the things I like and don't like. And I feel like in the hair industry, there's a lot of stuff that leaves a lot to be desired. It's just a little corny, if you will. And this girl um, was teaching this class that was just the coolest hair I'd ever seen. And I think still to this date, um, you know, I became friends with her through social media. And um, just to have fast forward to, it's probably been about two years now that she's been coming and doing pop-ups in our salon. And I think just actually being able to meet such a creative force and to be able to interact with her once a month and to learn things directly from her, that is um, probably the biggest thing that's influenced my work or my career. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... I mean, uh, speaking from my artist self. Multiple choice. Oh, multiple choice. Yeah, specific <laughs> artists. I'll do a specific artists. I'll take two. I don't know. I'll take C <laughs> or 500. Um, now, I think, you know, we didn't talk about this before, but uh, um, as an artist, uh, which I'm a painter, always have been, um, I learned from an artist named Jonathan Green when I, I met him when I was about 17 and did an apprenticeship with him to when I was 20. And it was an old school hardcore painting apprenticeship where I went there you know, every day at like five in the morning. Um, we would go out into the yard and weed, we'd go into the studio and paint, um, and we would just talk and all sorts of things. And he completely changed my life and also gave me like every foundation I can imagine. My first painting series where uh, we, we, the studio is next to a champion orchid grower and so I learned how to paint flowers. I still paint flowers these days. But, you know, just this things about life in general. I think anything that I do today, through whether it's Orange Studio or my other stuff, um, is directly related to my experience uh, with having a mentor, an apprenticeship, and then a lifelong friend. Um, so I, I think that's my biggest motivation every day. It's just the um, what I was given is what I want to give. And so that's what, what um, he gave me. <laughs> that's awesome I think with both of your guys's answers it kind of touches on the base that it's good to like have that mentor like person it, to learn off of not just the traditional schooling you know it's like it's personal you know and, and I think it's a big difference and that's why we like uh we have a really young team and even like right now is a perfect example we're all going through this stuff and it's really forced us to be better leaders and better friends um, in this situation. And so I think all of that's really helped. Um, and it's helping them. We can tell my team's really tight right now. I mean, they could be fraying and going in different directions, right? <laughs> Let's be real. It's hard as a business to, you know, keep your employees, you know, focused and feeling okay, you know, and, and, um, and that's what we're doing. And, and today we had a really good meeting and, and they're really, they're good kids yeah. and they need that because, and they're worth it. You know, they, they're great. It sounds like there's a good team, but then also you're fostering kind of ind individual creativity too, you know? Trying. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's all new, but yeah, I think, I think it's that point where that mentorship really, the mentorship part is, is, is the caring in combination with the delivery of new information. 
And I think that's super important. That's what mentorship is. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, that was that gave me a lot to think about. So this next question doesn't feel like it fits. Um. <laughs> no, that gave me a lot to think about too, because it's like you just never know who you're going to inspire and where that's going to go. Like, even yeah. me, you know, when I when Kenner had a show at your guys' um, studio. And then I got my hair done there, like those little interactions, like they mean a lot to me. And I, I mean, I haven't had too many interactions with you guys, but it really says a lot about what you guys are doing. So. Yeah. Yeah. We like it. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. Yeah. We, yeah. We met at, when I did a show with you guys. Yeah. That was powerful. It was wonderful. It felt, felt good to see my artwork there, but it also felt good to be around people that really were excited about, about the art scene and about the art world in Portland and wanting, wanting to see things grow and change. Totally. And, yeah. and you came through our Pam, Pam yeah. Morris phase, which was, for her, it was, she was our mentor. Totally. When it came to getting Setting that. Setting up the gallery. The gallery. Side of it. Eric had had something in the past. Yeah. Like, but just connections and actually getting a routine and meeting people yeah. like you, actually getting these shows yeah. in, in the format, you the know? level of professionality yeah. that she brought. She taught us how to like interact. You know, there's that, that certain trade off when you bring, when you meet artists and when you hang artists and, and all that kind of stuff. You want that to be a little bit formal, mm -hmm. but then you want to open up the space for the artist to feel like they can do what they want. And I think yeah. she was the one that really um, established, established that, as well as established yeah. us as a legit exhibit space. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was totally yeah. key to that. Yeah. yeah, totally. And for your clients, too. I mean, it's like you're striking a balance between making people comfortable in this space, but also like recognizing that this is artwork that people have put a lot of time into. And um, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, well, the next question is, what do you listen to while you're working? So I guess it could be music or podcasts or um, yeah, how so do you, yeah. you know, when we're working, it's um, usually, you know, salon hours for myself. And so it's, um, it's also creating an ambiance for people. So most of us, we all take turns and everybody has very distinctive music tastes, um, but we all, you know, take our turns and stuff. So that's nice. And yeah. it keeps it mixed up. I think mostly we all get along with what we like to listen to. There's some, sometimes it gets off in auto tune land a little far or into yeah. Eric's old school Fugazi or whatever. So it's definitely very eclectic mixtures. So. If somebody could do a mixtape of like Frank Ocean and Fugazi, we'd be perfect. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> That's why Spotify is your friend, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard the Fugazi instrumental album? I'm yeah. sure I did. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's really good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before that they did be the before, um, yeah. <laughs> something with the beat. I mean, like Salon, you know, you want something with the beat. Um, you know, some days we'll do themey stuff like disco days and and stuff like that. But really, we tried to look for unique music that has a little bit of beat. We talked about this before, but like Orville Peck. It's a little downbeat, but but fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but not for all day long. But not for all day long. But like yeah. usually opening up with that. Um, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. Uh, but it. He, it he's so cool that he he just like makes awesome. everyone feel cool. You know. I oh my God, I love him. Video wall. <laughs> love him. I 
I gotta meet that guy someday. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull his little tassels back and say, "What's up?" <laughs> like, he'll probably punch me, but that's cool. <laughs> Maybe he'll come into the salon. You'll be like, "Oh, we just need to take this off in order to cut." He'll bang trim. Bring him right across the nose. It's like, <laughs> oh man, this is not gonna translate into audio because we're gonna know. I know. Gonna know. I know. I'm gonna see the scissors. <laughs> Um, that reminds me, have you had any complaints from like, like, uh, clients, like about the music or about the art or anything? I know that's not one of our official questions, but. You know, I mean, we did a Jim Riswell show, which is always controversial, um, and great though. It's like, he's, he, he's such a powerhouse, amazing artist. Um, and that was, he's done two. He I did. I don't know if we need to specifically call anybody out. I don't know if that's very polite. What? I don't know. I'm sorry. We won't call a specific this. person out. Well, but, you just did Jim Rosewell. Well, that's a show that we. I know. I think we everybody complains about a Jim Rosewell. Of course, show. Every, We're not everybody. <laughs> you know, people definitely have their opinions, and there's some shows they like. There's some shows they don't. Yeah. You know that, but there's always a little bit of everything, and pretty much every show we've had, um, we've sold something. So that's all. Yeah, yeah. Know. All the shows are well received. You just, um, as far as music, I think that, you know, it's the same thing. Sometimes people, there's definitely, you know, with the Spotify algorithm, sometimes like a crazy cussing song yeah. comes on and a little old lady's like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, got to give eyes to the Yeah, we have kids and they too in there too. So. Switch it forward. Yeah. <laughs> what about you guys? Have you done the Hedwig soundtrack? Oh, you know oh, it. Oh, cars. You know it. Yeah. <laughs> I was sick this Halloween. I didn't even get to do my Hedwig outfit. So I tell you. You can do Hedwig whenever. It doesn't have to be. Oh, you gotta do it. Yeah, I met him, though. He's in town, you know. Again? Yeah, they're yeah, doing. he's doing that. Uh, uh, Shrill. Shrill. Shrill oh. 3. Yeah, he's here for Shrill. So he's in Shrill. And my Shrill. Shrill. <laughs> uh, my friend produces it, so I get to. In my, it, do you guys know um, Joe Hamilton, the um, artist in town that does the uh-huh. crochet, crochet stuff? Yeah, she's, uh, they show it uh, Russa Lee, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I, I went to school with her. I know her from oh. PNCA. We were all in the same PNCA class together. Well, yeah. really good. Uh, but her her boyfriend is really good friends with him, and that's how I get to get pictures with him. And I almost <laughs> I almost pee every time. <laughs> It's like I saw on his Instagram, he's like in a cabin writing something. So I'm like, yeah. what about? <laughs> yeah, he has a podcast. Um, that's a big one. I'm forgetting the name of it. I'll have to look that up. It's a great podcast. Um, yes. With Glenn Close is on it. A couple other people are on it. And I think he's like somebody's voice inside a head. It, it's really weird. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely Hedwig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's he's an amazing, sweet person. You know, for not knowing me, he's just really always sweet to people and we went and saw a head he did the Hedwig soundtrack at um Revolution Revolution Hall, Hall just recently it was awesome oh my God. it was the origin of love the tour. origin love tour he's raising money for his mom yeah his mom's got Alzheimer's I think or something yeah so good more Hedwig <laughs> less cowbell <laughs> <laughs> So, do you guys have a power animal? And if so, what one and why? Has it changed from the last time we've heard? Well, is, Captain's is that, my is power that... animal right now. <laughs> <laughs> Captain and my... Well, now that we're on like house arrest, maybe it's changing a little. <laughs> I, um, I think I'm still going to stick with my hawk. 
Um, because I think it's still, I don't know, hawks, hawks come around me a lot. In fact, one day I was going into the studio. I didn't tell you guys this last time, but I was going into the studio and I was just, I had to take an Uber in and I was saying goodbye, really lovely driver, saying goodbye to him, turned to get out of the car and right on my front doorstep, there was a hawk devouring a pigeon. <laughs> well, and I'm the pigeon. <laughs> the pigeon That's your power animal. Is it? <laughs> it seems outwardly like he he's a much more well spoken than I am, but I'm a devourer. Uh, I think the hawk speaks to our very articulate nature. Yes, I'm, I'm just I notice a lot of little details. Yeah. I guess that's right. <laughs> But that's the service side of Orange Studio. Yeah. Is, is she is she she watches you like a hawk. Yeah. <laughs> She'll bring you a pigeon if you're hungry. I know exactly. <laughs> you're moving too slow. Totally. I'm gonna take you down. down. <laughs> yeah, mine's still mine's still the geese, the goose. goose. I'm a geese. He's but many. <laughs> I'm many many geese. But this comes from you know we we try, we we go out to uh, Orcas Island for our honeymoon every year. Our anniversary. Our anniversary. But, but we, have a, we have a honeymoon. We have a honeymoon. Honeymoon of the anniversary. Um, but we go there every year in July, and we go to this little cove, and it has hawks and and geese, geese. come come through it every day. But I mean, I identify because I, I it's it's the long journey and the loyalty. You know, they all have a, a single mate, um, and that's just kind of my way. That's me. <laughs> this time. Um, but I identify with that. I think I think you know, um, life's better with a companion, and um, your ability to kind of focus outward in a way that you can't really see and just I'm go up into close, that direction. He's out far. Yeah, I think that's our deal. Maybe we were talking about our our vision, our <laughs> eyesight. <laughs> but I like it. You know, I identify with that a lot. Um, and every time I see them, I stop and watch them go over. It's just a weird thing. I can't even, I can't do anything else. I, if they're in the sky, I just sit there and watch it's them. It's really scary <laughs> if he's driving. I know, I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> you start following them. <laughs> and they're kind of dyslexic. I can hear it in their honks. You know, so I identify. It's good. <laughs> oh, man. So, Ashley, are you a bird, too, of some sort? We're just all birds. I knew this was going to come, and I should have thought about it. I still, I don't know, guys. I got to think about this one. <laughs> They'll come to you. Just stay open. <laughs> She's a cat. She's like, I'm going to eat you guys. <laughs> you got one? Me? That's it. That's me. That was the sound of my my idea coming. The cookies are done. <laughs> <laughs> um, my power animal. I always change it, don't I? Every single time. Um, I'm talking about birds, hummingbirds are pretty cool. Yes. Hummingbirds. Mm -hmm. I do like hummingbirds. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what they relate to, but they're cool. Yeah. Mom always associates them with um, people that have passed. Oh, Have yeah. you? I don't know where she gets this idea, but she's like, oh, yeah, it's, that's, that's Uncle that's Uncle Joe. And, oh, yeah. They're important. To, I mean, you know, in, in the flower world, uh, especially in the orchid world, there's certain moths and honey, honey, hummingbirds that only that way in which that orchid re can reproduce is that particular species in the environment. <laughs> So hummingbirds are important to very many flowers. The they're pollinated because they're like yeah. little. Their tongue is long enough to get down those like really long peaks in some of those orchids. <laughs> have, Same with moths. Have you seen the video 
we'll we'll get back to moths. But have you seen the video <laughs> of the hummingbird tongue? Yeah, it's wild. So I thought it was actually. I, I thought it was like a big straw that they stick in there and suck it up the whatever. But no, it has like a con. It's like pronged and it has like a conveyor belt. <laughs> Where? No, I don't know. If I've seen that. I do know it's long, but I don't know the mechanics. That's amazing. Oh, look it up. It's. I think it was on PBS or OPB or something, something like that. NPR, yeah. one of those things. And they they showed it. It was slow motion. And then they also did. It was all about tongues. They did one on dogs' tongues too, and they were fascinating. Yeah, I've yeah, seen that one. The, the way that yeah, that ripple effect on their tongue. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah but I, I think it's a you know nature's always. That's why I love painting flowers on because it's like so holds uh, in front of you when you try to draw flowers, um, and they're like little visual Rubik's cubes to figure out. <laughs> but the it shows that symbiotic relationship between the animal world and the plant world between mm -hmm. the why else do you have an 11 inch tongue right if you're a bird in a plant <laughs> i you know with that in mind i gotta say shout out to bees that's all i gotta say oh yeah yeah, yeah. man they're pretty important they're pretty important more important we know right yep what is your dream project um, I think our dream project what we're doing, is right? what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's Orange Studio. You know, we came together. It's like got so many facets and everything. And if we get bored, we just add another finger to the hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's cool. We're surrounded by creative people and just meeting new people all the time. And we're doing exactly, I think, what our, if we could get out of the freaking lockdown in our houses right now get back to it <laughs> yeah get back to it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's an evolution you know i mean it seems like every year something new something different um i feel like we get better as managers and people i think any project that allows you the opportunity to reach your potential is is the project you should be doing yeah well, I'm just exponentially being inspired by all these people, by new artists and by the people that we work with in the salon, you know? It's mm -hmm. just constant. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think your first thing you want to do when you get back in there? Oh, my God. That you visited today and Captain got a wonderful... Did you see Captain's little haircut? It was so nice. We, we went down just to check the mail. And then just hung out for a while. It was kind of nice to to have like a different perspective than just being at home. Mm -hmm. And Eric got his hair smoothing treatment that he keeps flipping around. So <laughs> I'm being married to my hairdresser. All the um, spouses of the hairdressers are going to have wonderful hair going back. <laughs> oh. Everybody else is like, I need to get in. <laughs> yeah, we even uh, we switched to videos. So today we worked with the team to do a bunch of tips and tricks for video. Um, so those are all on our website and Facebook and everything. So it's just you know. And we're still gonna switch out the art show, I think. So yep. Bethany uh, Gospiner is our next artist photographer. She's everything, but this particular um, show is photography. And she has some sculpture. Pieces. Yeah, she's great. She's she's yeah. a she's our so this is our kind of our first like young artist that we're kind of putting up on the platform. So this is her first really kind of legit exhibit 
Um, and so we're so happy to kind of introduce her to She's really the art world, talented. the clients, and all that kind of stuff. She's great. Um, so excited. Yeah. And when is that opening? It opens. So it was meant to be April eleventh, uh, this Saturday, but yeah, it's probably going to be a month delayed. But we're still going to do um, a little online interview. Yeah, we're going to still do like on April eleventh. We'll do the art opening virtual with her. So we're doing an interview plus kind of going through the artwork in live, mm -hmm. and then we'll do a, an in person regular artist opening as soon as we're open, like a week after we're open, we'll have it. So hopefully the middle of May. Yeah. Cool. Fingers crossed. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, as soon as they say we don't have to shelter in space. In, in, in space. In space. We're sheltering in space. Sheltering in space. Having visions of the Muppets right now. I'm also. That's awesome. Oh, man. Oh, do you guys want to touch on like what what things you're doing right now for uh, your artists on on your uh, website? Yeah. Uh, sh sure. What do you mean? Um, doing, um, we have yeah. Uh, right now, our jewelry artists are available at the Magic Shop. M A J I C O P dot com. Pillows of Captain and all that. And we, yep, Captain Finley. And the Stylist Fund. Yep, and the Stylist Fund. So on our homepage of our website, um, we have the Stylist Fund running right now, which is the Magic Shop. So anything bought at the Magic Shop goes towards our Stylist Fund. And then um, I think that's it right now. I mean, we're just doing, you know, we're hanging tight, just doing videos online. I mean, so like our video, just, just so you know, the every Tuesdays is our live facebook instagram show called hair therapy <laughs> that's every tuesday at four then thursdays is our um home hair school with anthony and Brittany. and then on saturdays are my artist interview so we interview an artist every saturday and oh, so so the artists that are going to be just, at orange yeah are even be since we talked to you last we just started this it's just trying to have some online engagement while we're disconnected from everyone so kind of gives our team something to do and gives us a little project that we can all work on until we can get back with our hands in the hair so that's cool yeah and that's on facebook you said and instagram so we instagram. start on instagram we'll do the, we do instagram live. live but but then i think um and then we posted the, the facebook the, yeah oh cool and the and the reason i asked about a show Eric is because you have artwork behind you. I thought maybe that was for a show, but is that, is okay. that this? Yeah. So this, the artwork I'm doing right now, it, I'm doing a show in January at Orange Studio. So it, I'm the first show of 2021. Oh, and, it. And I'm doing a couple of events between there for um, uh, raising some money for a nonprofit. I'm excited to, to excited for that project. Mm -hmm. Excited to uh, come back to you guys and talk about it. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, if you click on our homepage, you can go. The, there's a link there um it was right to the magic shop okay cool i'll make sure that's attached to the where our cats and pillows are that's Ooh. kind of like my my fun little yeah outlet. eric's making another <laughs> new one right now too so oh cool <clears throat> captain he's so handsome they're buying them funny they, they send us a bunch of pictures we're using this great uh a service that kind of prints on demand but super high quality pillows uh -huh. and i just upload I just do funny artwork with Captain and upload it. 
and, and it's available. Hello's everywhere. Yeah, thanks for being here with us, guys, or virtually. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're happy to jump back on if you guys need us. Yeah. Okay. You're awesome. Or cut something out from Eric. I know. <laughs> I can talk more. <laughs> oh, I just realized I wasn't recording. Can we start? Oh, no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. You know what? I should have. I should have recorded just for like just to make sure he's done. Oh, okay. I didn't even think. Eric loves this too much. He loves to talk. <laughs> well, it's nice seeing you guys. Yeah. It's good to see All right, you guys. guys too. Have, have a good night. night. Bye. 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 Bye.